0: My name is Josh. And I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob, and we're the folks who can help you find the method of the madness. Reason and the unreasonable make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening?
1: Oh, pretty good. I am fucking riled up for my topic today. I can't wait.
0: It yeah, that have to do with the cartoon girls.
2: I'm riled up from the cartoon girl conversation. Fucking hell. <laughs> Ended on the child joke, though, so now I'm out of that.
1: Now I'm just looking at Josh's picture of gross algae oil that he (laughs) has up, and now I'm just pissed off about oil again.
2: (laughs) All I have to say is nothing from the Marvel or DC universe makes the cut whatsoever. I'm just going to say that now. Storm? I guess I Uh, just like black, hot, black. Starfire's like a slut
0: in the New 52, too. (laughs)
2: I'll take Starfire, actually. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't even know who's Wait, Starfire who's is. the who's That's the one that shoots like name. who's the one that shoots um fireworks out of her hands in the X-Men cartoon?
0: J- Jubilee. Oh, Jubilee. Jubilee.
2: Totally yeah. down for the jube. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: okay, like let's, let's get on Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm topic. Okay. Psylocke, great. Silic and Magic are great. Uh, okay, let's get on to some real topics. Um <laughs> do, do we have any real topics?
2: Yeah, kick it exactly. off, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, let's... wait, you want me to start Aaron. with oil? I thought we
1: were learning about Osama uh, Osami bin Laden.
2: Hey, here. okay, yeah, let's learn about Osama bin Laden. So, wait, what... what's 9-11? I, I was five years old then. Well, it, it's a bunch,
1: of, a bunch of planes ran into the World Trade Center, <laughs> and then uh, they found nothing was left of them except for one terrorist passport and a fully inflated tire at the bottom. And uh, by 9.30, all of the news networks knew that Osama Bin Laden had done it. So that's all you need to know about 9.11. That it was open and shut case 45 minutes after the first plane hit.
0: I mean, so, he's, the only other, he's the only guy in the Middle East with weapons of mass destruction, right? Yeah. That's,
2: that's <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you so had to bring up... save
0: that discussion for
2: later. Oh, and you just had to no bring, no bring it up. no questions asked. I mean,
1: it... All the news networks already knew it was Osama bin Laden within an hour of the first plane hitting. I mean, how could you? How could that be questionable? And they nailed it. They not only were speculating that it was him; they nailed it. It was definitely him.
2: Unreal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they got it like instantly. So for for people that don't know, by the way, uh, there's a little bit of controversy with what happened with the official story. Uh, I think we should start with the official story of how we killed Osama bin Laden uh, and how that was reported to everyone, right? You yeah, mean CIA asset Tim Osman? Osmond? Yeah, and we can also back that up a little bit because, you know, like, I always love to drop little truth bombs on people and say that, you know, A, the biggest conspiracy theory that was ever uh, devised on the American public was the fact that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction to start the Iraq war, uh, another thing that I like to drop on people is that uh, Osama bin Laden used to be a CIA asset, and how this whole thing started, and and like their entire the CIA's entire plans to uh, subvert a foreign country and its leadership to get them to revolt and set up a civil war, and then for us to put in a puppet leader that we approve of, uh, uh, rather than someone that is like slightly communist or Marxist leaning. And will is willing to join the World Bank, <laughs> so that 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 kind of that kind of uh, that's covering a lot of things right there. It, it's a lot, I know. But let, let's stick on uh, the facts of the matter. So th- this guy is on record here, and I'm going to play a little clip. And here we go.
3: Well, the the, the gestation, the beginning was uh, in the '70s during the Church Commission, uh, when an alternate CIA was created called the Safari Club. And the Safari Club was financed by overseas allies. Uh, It was outsourced to foreign banks. I have uh, two banks and bank accounts. They were used by the Safari Club and the individuals with checks paid out by them. Osama bin Laden was one of the recipients of funding from this uh, alternate CIA that was uh, subverting the oversight control of the successor to the uh, church commission and that is the senate intelligence committee uh, uh one week before bin laden was killed i was called down to the senate intelligence committee to give uh statements and evidence and i have uh, quite a few tape recordings and uh, uh of of uh, senior members uh who were aware of bin Laden's house arrest in Iran for 10 years following Tora Bora. This was arranged by John Brennan. This is why Gary Bernson was not allowed to kill um, Osama bin Laden in Tora Bora when he was only a few hundred yards away.
2: Okay, so... Wait, did you, who was not allowed to kill any, him? Any context? Uh, there's a lot of context there. That, that was essentially the start of... When people say that, like the CIA funded the the efforts inside of, you know, the the Taliban insurrection in Iraq in the Middle East and stuff like that, th- this is how they started to do the funding and everything like that. So there's a bunch of name drops there. Uh, if you're not like deeply connected or interested in like those type of like older politics that started from the '70s and went all the way into like the the mid 2000s era it's kind of hard to follow unless you do a little research and that can honestly take days and, and stuff like that. But that is essentially how like this whole thing got, got kind of set up. So which leads into the, the next clip here.
3: And they When they went in there trusting the Iranians had, had, had bin Laden there waiting for them. Seal team six, your son. But they, he was, he was retired at that time. Actually. Yes. But, but the seal team six, they killed Osama bin Laden's double. How do we know that? One of the wives went running towards them before he shot him and said, don't shoot, he's, he's a double. I don't know the language she used. And uh, then uh, if you read uh, Sai Hirsch's uh, book, um, he explains that they threw the body parts over the Hindu Kush mountains they didn't even save them like they saved the sons of Saddam Hussein in, in a refrigerated tent, well preserved and with makeup, just to prove that they that the wicked witch was dead. They saved the sons of Saddam Hussein, but they did not save the corpse of Osama bin Laden because it was his double and it could not it could not handle the scrutiny of DNA testing. But the
0: the wicked witch melted when she died. I feel like that was a bad comparison. <laughs>
2: Well, you can still collect her melted remains, her dinosaur blood, and test the DNA off of that, right? Honestly, <laughs> I don't sure. think that he,
1: I don't even, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he never died.
2: So, okay, well here here's the interesting part. Like it, it he, the guy kind of his reasoning for well, it was the body double was because one of the wives came out and yelled, Oh, it's a body double in whatever language she was speaking. He didn't know the language, he's taking that off. Like that seems very, very flimsy type of shit, right? to yeah, very just yes, to me but of the, the fact of how they handled osama bin laden's death at the time is the suspicious part because it's like a- after all of these things you know like the fucking um arab spring in egypt like they they took the their old president and they literally like drug his like his dead corpse throughout the entire like capital city of egypt and it's, like, the, these are things that are, like, important to, like, the movements and shit like that. And and to literally just take the body of Osama Bin Laden, like, fucking kill him and then throw him off, like, fucking give him cement shoes and throw him off, like, the edge of a, a ship in the middle of an ocean. They're like, okay, yeah, we killed him. Totally believe us, guys. You know, the, like, the image
0: that, The image I have in my head is uh, from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure when they kill Dio and throw him into the ocean. Uh, but Dio is, like, a vampire character. Is Osama Bin Laden also a vampire character? (laughs) Does does this make sense in some way?
2: And it's literally just to contain him for, like, a moment's notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, real life isn't an 80s glam rock fucking, you know,
1: masturbatory fucking anime. So, yeah, bin Laden's not the name of a, a metal it's singer. <laughs> it's probably that, it's probably close to that. And like, you know, once you get to the coast, like New York City and fucking California, are pretty much just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure at this Look,
2: point. Look, all, all I'm saying it was <laughs> very is it, it was very suspect that like the whole situation that happened regarding 9/11 and everything being accused and Osama bin Laden's uh, name and everything that Like, that is very suspicious. And then for us to, like, after all these years, after an entire eight-year presidency of George Bush, and then we got, uh, what was it, three years into Obama's presidency, we randomly just killed a guy. And it's like, hey, we killed him, by the way, we're throwing him off the, the edge of a boat in the middle of, like, the deepest ocean that we know of. Just to show disrespects for him. And I think at the time, they even mentioned the fact that, like, it was a part of Muslim culture. Like, this is a proper Muslim burial for him. I I think one of the clips here actually leads (laughs) into that, which is here, I think. Uh, The communication
3: from Iran to Obama was, hey. Yeah. Sorry. Um, This is
2: how you
1: know when this shit they do this shit all the time where it's just fake bullshit. They're like, "Oh no, we did it." There's no proof that we did it, but pr- I promise you it's real. Like watch out for those stories. Like anybody that's listening, like So
2: watch out for pattern, any of those stories. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's the pattern recognition here because yeah, there there is no proof A. Like I said like uh the government just told us that they threw a body off one of their ships into the deepest oceans they say it was this person and they claim that it's going to bring peace and civility after said facts it's like okay where where's like the the big red red flags other than like the lack of evidence and it's like having to take them on their word kind of thing that is the
1: big red flag you're you're talking <laughs> you're, like you're having uh, pathological liars tell you to believe them without evidence. When there is actually evidence of something, they fucking parade it in your face. Like, like they were, they were pumped to get Gaddafi killed. Yes. I think it's
2: all day. I, I I think the red flag here is that they're not parading it in our face. It should have been like a, a small select few of like special retards like flaunted this as something very very like celebratory but it, the fact is that like the government itself was like yeah whatever we did this cool it kind of well, have ignore some us. respect have some respect
1: you yeah. mean the same kind of respect when you had qaddafi being stabbed in the asshole like 17
0: times yeah. with a knife on life, like it, yeah <laughs> well and this was this was a very secret uh top secret classified mission uh that was oh, yeah Years in the planning, um, obviously, they couldn't just have a whole media event, marketing PR campaign to uh, create a live television broadcast of the assassination of Osama bin Laden. Uh, obviously, uh, it kind of just had to come and go just because of the, the nature of these things. I'm, I'm sure you understand.
1: It had the same effect. Uh, effectually, it was exactly the same as like me running into like a kid's room, opening <laughs> up the closet, being like bang, 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 and be like, I killed the boogeyman. He's dead forever. <laughs> like it is. You sound the like a great father, right, right. It's killing the boogeyman for adults. Literally <laughs> is what it is.
2: That's that's a great comparison, actually.
1: Yeah, it's the exact same thing. It's killing the boogeyman for adults.
2: All right, let's uh, let's hit this okay. other. Sound clip here. There's only two more, and they're relatively short here, so uh, we we can get through them, and then we can discuss like the the hot points to like why this is so ridiculous. Uh,
3: we got your neck in a noose. Give us a give us all this money. 152 billion dollars. Two billion on.
2: So what this guy is saying is he's saying Iran essentially knew that what who they killed wasn't real. They they were either uh, Osama bin Laden was either in Iran or they had sheltered him before and he had died in Iran and made a body double for him and everything like that. They had evidence it wasn't him essentially, and the whole plane full of money that that Trump derided Obama for in regards to Iran is, is kind of being played out here uh, in, in this whole scenario. So this is this guy is talking about yeah, Iran negotiating with the Obama administration, who claimed they killed Osama Bin Laden in Iran, having supposed evidence that uh, supported the contrary. You're saying that they were extorting
1: us? Like, they're saying, if we'll tell the world that it wasn't really him unless you pay us? Is that the claim here? Yes. Okay.
2: Okay. So, So, yeah, so how much is the lie worth the United States government, essentially? Like, ask yourself, how if the government was lying about killing Osama bin Laden in 2011 under the Obama administration, how much do you think the Obama administration would be willing to pay for that lie? I don't think right?
1: they'd pay uh- anything for it, dude.
2: Look at our propaganda machine. We got that. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. If I ran. Let's just listen. Shut. No, I want to get through these clips. Jesus. The
3: communication from Iran to Obama was, hey, we got your neck in a noose. Give us a Give us all this money, $152 billion, $2 billion on an airplane pallet was paid out for the secrets I wish to reveal now and to the president under the terms of miscreation and treason. That is to say, this is a secret. These are secrets worth $152 billion paid by President Obama and Vice President Biden paid with the blood of SEAL Team 6 when he had them killed.
2: Wait, okay, what? well, this, wait, hold on. This continues into trying to cover this story.
3: Oh, and I've got a oh, question for you. Um, so that means that SEAL Team 6 was shot down on purpose after the the trophy killed to ensure that no dead man can tell no tales. You were correct. So that... Uh, President Obama paid bribery of $152 million. Vice President Biden paid with the blood of SEAL Team 6. He spent their blood like currency.
2: So essentially what he's saying now is... The 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 killing of Osama bin Laden was uh, was a hoax to begin with, and the fact that there there's only the only group of people on the ground that could retort this on the American side of things is SEAL Team Six, the people that got credit for actually killing them, killing Osama bin Laden, right? And so what he's saying is that uh, the only people that that could uh, destroy this story are uh, SEAL Team Six and not Obama, but Biden. Biden had them killed. I I, I don't know why Biden. Like uh, I would feel that, like both Biden and Obama would have like the like equal incentive into doing such a thing. Um, what?
1: I, so no one from that mission is alive. I thought that the one guy that yeah, actually got him was alive. Still,
0: I'm trying to look it up now. I I, I was just was unaware of this.
2: So I I was actually unaware of. Of the people dying as well, but apparently, like, I I looked it up and I think there was at least one person, one guy left on SEAL Team 6 that had claimed he had done everything. He was the one
1: that shot Robert Osama. He
2: he took sole credit for killing him, and his name was Robert O'Neill. Okay, so there's all these, like. Yeah.
1: If he was actually okay, if that guy's actually part of SEAL Team Six, the Robert O'Neill guy, and all of, and he suspected at all, all of his buddies in that team got got to hide this secret. He'd a be probably paranoid, looking over his shoulder all the time, and b would probably come out and say something about it in order to honestly just protect himself, so that something if something did happen, then everyone would believe him.
2: I don't know, or he's the only one that bought into the story, right? Yeah, or he's an
1: actor right from the start. There might not have ever been a SEAL Team 6. Do you ever, guys ever think of that? Like, they're literally, that's usually how they operate.
2: I mean, okay, that that's one, one narrative that you could potentially spin, but at the same time, it's like, sure, we have operators in the United States military, and sure, they go out and kill, like, high-profile targets and everything like that, but... It, if it comes down to a specific bad mission, a specific bad SEAL team, and a specific bad, like, you know, narrative with this whole war on uh, on terrorism and shit like that, all they need is one guy to say that he pulled the trigger, and then you fucking get rid of all the other guys that know the actual truth of the situation. You know what I mean? Or,
1: or you literally grab one guy, he can be like, oh, I was the one in this team that all got killed two weeks later, and no, they didn't. that team didn't even exist. Like, you could literally just be like, oh yeah, no, we sent a SEAL team in, they killed Osama bin Laden, we dumped the body over a fucking battleship, Uh, so you'll never have any proof that any of this ever happened, and then you'll get this heart-wrenching story about how all of our brave heroes got killed in a helicopter shoot-down two weeks later, and there's no proof that any of this shit happened. It's literally a fucking movie, it's a bad TV show. No, yeah.
0: It sounds exactly like a spy movie. Like I'm a repeat of this story. That's yes. how
1: they write everything. I'm telling you, most of the shit you you know is scripted nonsense, by, by script writers.
2: So I actually found an article. Like this whole thing came out found the because. Script. No, no, no. I, I this whole thing came out because apparently, only Q. QAnon conspiracies about SEAL Team oh, 6 and Osama Bin Laden are, are the reason why this is out in public right now. Not because, like, this whole story is, like, fucking retarded from the get-go. So I found uh, an article on Observation Post. QAnon conspiracy about SEAL Team 6 raid on Osama Bin Laden yeah, <laughs> picks up Yeah, why do you steam? say that so retarded? Because like everything... Whole autism. Yeah, Q-anon. because everything about everything about people who criticize Q and people who are involved in Q are <laughs> literal fucking retards. They're like they're monkeys throwing shit at each other. Like that that, <laughs> that is who I envision every time Even people Q-anon, bring up to me is uh, is another yes. trick. Yeah. It's like what is the most hopeful like what
1: would be the best thing that could ever happen for everybody? Oh, there's a secret mission going on between FBI, CAA, and the Army against all the corrupt politicians. Because everybody has dreamed of just the entire... Like, all of Washington, D.C. just fucking exploding when every politician is there so we can all move on with our lives. Like, obviously, that would be amazing. There's one V for Vendetta train of explosives just kaboom during, like, an inaugural speech and every politician dies. Like that would Here, be great. I,
2: wait, I have the perfect paragraph for this. Okay, so in this article, quote-unquote debunking this this whole situation, <laughs> th- this one paragraph that says, Often called Q, the conspiracy flock compromises, or com- uh, comprises uh, a collection of basement-dwelling troglodytes who believe... Uh, messianic american uh, america is waging a shadow war against the deep state cabal of satan worshiping democrats and high-ranking media who operate a they, they child sex trafficking ring <laughs> the only man preventing america's utter descent into dante's inferno they believe is president trump
1: <laughs> don versus dante's inferno don and versus they-
2: dante It's not a
1: Democrat thing. They don't think the Democrats are the only ones. They think like ninety percent of politicians and they but they think that there's operatives secretly in the government and military or in the FBI and military that came to Trump because he's just not Illuminati. Like not because he's the savior, like he's Jesus that came to save us all. They're like, oh shit, we finally got a guy that's not in the Illuminati. Let's
2: approach him and try to move forward with this. The only thing See, I'm going to say this as, like, a wrap-up. Because, like, this is, like, a huge... This ties into so many different conspiracy theories that you could potentially tie into, like, a bunch of other conspiracy theories in the United States. And what I'll wrap up on is that this is so... You guys described it as, like, a very badly written um, a television show about the, the security state in America. And it's like, oh, a CIA guy goes around 24-hour, you know? Like, that show, or whatever. Like,
0: 24
2: oh, everything oh. about uh, yeah 24 that that one show, 24 it's like it, it's all like seems to be based off like the script writing of like some like a show that's like similar to that but it all ties into it all starts with 9-11 and, and i feel like nine eleven was like the only legitimate legitimately planned fucking cia op that got like uh, that was actually done correctly, and so it's it's so hard to prove that it, it was a setup by our own government. And then, but everything else leading after that, and involved with that uh, after after the fact, is so sketchy. Like the fact that it was blamed on Osama bin Laden, the fact that he used to be a CIA asset, the fact that we never actually killed him because. Us saying we kill them and then threw him off a boat into the middle of the deepest ocean on the planet doesn't really count as us killing him. All these other things, Iraq never having weapons of mass destruction. I don't know why Saddam Hussein got invaded because of this. <laughs> right? I was heard that that was like a human rights violation thing. Like he was just some oh big, yeah, like, yeah, because the
0: Middle East. Yeah, because
2: I, I I totally I remember kid, him having weapons of mass destruction. That's what I remember. But it's like. All these other lies got spawned out of out of this original plot, which was nine eleven. Out of all the things leading from that that is like the sole reason why I don't believe nine eleven was an outside job by an actual terrorist organization. I I'm starting a theory now with everything that's happened since then. You're starting the nine
1: eleven theory. Is that what you just claimed?
2: I, I am going to leave will this fucking in... Co- I am leading this, Aaron. to you in the
1: cock right now if you say that I am starting a fucking conspiracy theory that 9-11 might not be all it's cracked up to be.
2: <laughs> Aaron, I'm trying... <laughs> I'm trying to what ease kind of this into our listeners, all right? I'm trying to ease this into... If everything following yeah. 9-11 was a fucking lie, then why is 9-11 the one thing that's true? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> we'll, not. We'll it's... we'll bring it up into the next... Few episodes. We're gonna. This okay. Is going that's going to be an ongoing I, I get what
1: you're saying, but yeah. the way you said it was so extra retarded that I couldn't handle it. Because I know. Like, I, yeah. I'm gonna start this wild conspiracy that maybe 9/11 was a little fishy.
2: <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. It's so obvious just that it's fishy. That fake
0: things. Might be based on fake evidence? Is it that, like, ex- extrapolation there? Is that, is that, is that or, the few Is there something else, too? Uh, or, it's posture? just a...
2: No, what I'm just saying is that uh, 9-11 was obviously a, a false flag attempt to get us into a bunch of different wars, to start a bunch of international conflict, to move the mechanisms in such a way that the, the system wanted them to go toward, and that was the easiest way to go about it, you know? So... That's the conspiracy theory I, I'm bringing in. This is going to be a multi-episode, multi-part breakdown of the lies tied into the original story of 9/11.
1: Ooh, I like that. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now, so inst- just, instead of, can I just wait? Hold on. Instead your, of what's analyzing the Epic Times headline, what is
1: the
0: the title?
2: Instead of analyzing dumb fucking video of windows popping out of the World Trade Center, I'm going to fucking make the CIA and FBI and everyone involved in claiming that 9-11 was an outside job fucking ridiculous fucking retards. That's it. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, it's, that's my I'm goal moving that. forward. 9-11 was 1,000% an inside job.
1: But I can I just say one thing about... I like your yeah. track on this, but... Just so you know, the scriptwriters have been hard at work far, far before fucking 9-11. I can tell you that much. You want hey, to know man. one of my earliest favorite ones? Which one? Just real quick. Oh, the Holocaust?
2: <laughs> no, before the Holocaust, buddy. Don't worry, they were working <laughs> up the script writing before that. All right, the burning of Alexandria Library is that how far you go? Do you you know what Franz, Franz Ferdinand,
1: (laughs) Archduke Franz Ferdinand's license plate was in the car he got shot that started World War One?
2: Oh no! What is it?
1: (laughs) A tell me more. One 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 eight. What do you think is significant about that?
2: I don't know what it can
1: also be read as. Armistice eleven eleven eighteen which is when they signed the armistice to end the war at eleven o'clock a 11 11 in, in eighteen okay his the license plate on his fucking car is the day they ended the war it's a
0: fucking Princeford Ned not not dead either
1: who fucking knows but you know what didn't happen uh a bunch of people halfway across the world didn't send their kids to go die because some minor duke fucking got his head shot off by somebody. No one get. If you believe that's why a world war started, which is what they told you in school, you're a retard. That It was literally set up to start and end at a certain time by people with way more power than you and I can fucking possibly imagine. It's a fucking script. Those coincidences are all over the place. The, his license plate did not say the date the war ended, accidentally. That, like, it's it's a fucking play, and it's a wink and a nod. They wink and a nod to each other all the time. Yeah, real people died, but people had to choose it. Oh, yeah, no, send your kids. Send your kids to that war.
0: Like, well, war, war was more exciting back then, but, like, uh, I don't know. Neither
1: here nor there. You know when it's real easy for bankers to take control of everything is when all of your strong men have died in a war or maybe two wars.
2: Okay, that that's a bit of a stretch. I think the World War 1 thing, it's like maybe they could have done it in a uh, memoriam of what was on his license plate. I don't know. I'm not trying to like disprove or prove one way or another, but what I am saying is that we we should take one conspiracy at a time and and deep dive all the things around it. Right. Totally. Totally. We'll go 9 yeah, 11. Okay, okay. I'm just,
1: that was just one small point as to the script writers have been around for much longer than fucking 2001. Absolutely. Okay. It. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, so speaking of these uh, deep diving into topics that brought up, why, why else might we uh, uh, have wanted to go into the Middle East or what What are the motivations uh, may have um, uh, prompted conflict, military conflict in the Middle East? Uh, Aaron, do, do you have a,
1: a good answer to this?
2: The petrodollar! Uh, the fucking petrodollar! I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> not even. Not even. It's literally every single country we went to war with within that span of the last 20 years, all of them had one thing in common. None of them had a Rothschild bank or were tied to the World Bank in any way. Every it, single it's the, one. It's
2: the WTA The, the um, World International Trade. Bank. I'm sorry. The World Trade oh. Bank or whatever it is. The World yeah. Trade Organization. That is what ties every war that America has ever gone into, is because yeah. it's been against every Western uh, every Western country who is tied to the WTO and every communist nation who is never tied to the WTO. We need to get them in and we need to start a war with them. And that has been our um, foreign policy strategy for the United States for the past 60, 70 years. That has been the strategy. Bob, you sound
0: like you're not totally on board with the whole uh, r- proxy war with Russia thing. I-, I personally think that's a pretty solid foreign policy.
2: Uh, Yeah, I love proxy wars, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What you- <laughs> it's, it's with the big bad Russia. They're that's like al- that's always us, right? nuclear yeah. bombs and stuff. Yeah, okay. All right, I got a, I got a really
1: important question for you guys. Yes. yes.
2: Back What's to the petrol dollar. What's oil? It is a process of hundred millions of years with hundred uh, and millions of degrees worth of pressure uh, over the course of all this long time to pressurize organic material into the perfect oily substance that we use as energy and fuel and lubrication. That is what I learned in like the fourth grade. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Um, yeah,
0: pretty much what Bob <laughs> said except add add the words uh leaky rock and uh motivation for using tanks um in there somewhere um oh also uh ca- causing 50% of the world's emissions and uh slowly causing florida to sink that's that's another thing that i associate with oil but uh, sorry. Go, go on Aaron. So what do they always called
1: it though fossil fuels right
0: yes yes of course
1: it you know it's just uh It's a million year process of organic material decomposing and eventually becomes oil. Now, I am under the, I, I have a theory that that's total fucking bullshit because there's infinity oil. There's literally, it's the second, it's the second most plentiful liquid on the planet is oil. Did you know
0: that? Is this the real plot behind Avengers Infinity War? It's uh they're actually just fighting over oil. I Sorry, didn't go
1: see in. it. I did I wish I knew what you were talking about because I actually
0: <laughs> You know, you just said the word infinity and I was making a joke about wars and oil.
1: Okay. Well, see, I actually wish I had wait, I saw Infinity War. Never mind. I didn't see Civil yeah, War. I thought you were talking fun. about Civil War. But the I actually use that a lot now to teach retards about what um what is an an evil result from somebody with good intentions because like thanos thinks he's the good guy and i'm like guys yeah, i mean good intention yeah. doesn't mean you're doing a good thing like that's why the ends don't justify the means like i always explain that to them
0: but he's, he's a radical he's like a terrorist that sort
1: of thing where you know. it's the way to explain to somebody easily how like the ends don't justify the means because everybody's a retard nowadays and they have to you have to tell them everything in terms of an Avengers movie.
0: You, you have to give them a story that's one step up from Voldemort. Uh, one A villain that's one step like more complex than Voldemort.
1: I was literally just going to say that. Like, uh, I don't get that, but explain it to me in Harry Potter terms. <laughs> you, you know
0: Snape? How Snape, like, uh, sometimes he's a good guy, sometimes he's a bad guy. And he had part of a redemption arc at the end. It's kind of like that.
1: Okay, so what happened is there was a... <laughs> all, these two giant buildings fell. And then another one fell, but we don't talk about that one. And uh, they they knew who did it because they found a passport, which is like finding the little Quidditch guy, where you uh, win automatically. So they automatically knew who did it when they found that passport on the street. <laughs> wow,
0: I'm so glad we have such well trained orers at the Ministry of the CIA. Um, yeah, go on.
1: So, anyways, I would like to. There's a there's a different. That's a that's the biotic theory of oil production. And how oil is produced and that's why they believe that it's a finite resource it is not a finite resource it is a reproducing resource that's why oil wells fill back up it's from bottom up in a process we probably don't fully understand because we can't drill far enough to fucking uh, see what's going on but we can only theorize about but oil will wells will fill completely back up with millions of gallons of oil after they've been empty. Which is not Wait, really? Yes. Yes.
0: That's cool. Good
1: for but us. It's that from extra dinosaur blood that's seeping down back into the well from above it. It's it's coming from underneath and coming up. Um so what the the process that has also been theorized but you never hear about because it doesn't meet anybody's carbon tax uh or uh regulating the price of oil agenda um is the abiotic oil theory and that it's been around since like Russia by the way um like like, like post
0: soviet union or like yeah post- no like
1: pre soviet union like like mid oh okay yeah like world war 2 russia um so but here's the theory i'm just going to read off the theory for everybody and it's just a brief overview In its simplest form, the theory is that carbon present in the magma beneath the crust reacts with hydrogen to form methane as well as a raft of other mainly alkane hydrocarbons. The reactions are more complicated than this with several intermediate stages. Particular mineral rocks such as granite and other silicon-based rocks act as catalysts which speed up the reaction without actually becoming involved or consumed in the process. Experiments have shown that under extreme conditions of heat and pressure, it is possible to convert iron oxide, calcium carbonate, and water into methane. With hydrocarbons containing up to 10 carbon atoms being produced by Russian scientists last century and confirmed in recent U.S. experiments, the absence of large quantities of free gaseous oxygen in the magma prevents the hydrocarbons from burning and therefore forming the lower energy state molecule carbon dioxide. The conditions present in the Earth's mantle would easily be sufficient for these small hydrocarbon chains to polymerize into the longer chain molecules found in crude oil. So basically, the theory is that the magma is cooking up some gases, turning the shit into oil because it can't light on fire because of lack of oxygen. And then that shit comes up from the middle like fucking lava does. It's like that and fills up these giant, all the cracks with fucking oil. It's a replenishing resource that will
2: never, ever, ever run out.
0: So, so in our um, new uh, UBI, what era makes it? Economy, I'm sorry. What
2: yeah. makes it replenishing?
0: Yes,
1: the magma cooks up.
0: Oh yeah, but it's like magma infinite or effectively infinite, or the the the, the magma is baking the out. oil, and
1: then the oil's getting pushed up into the wells, into the different like pockets.
0: It's also, uh, I think you described it as being, um, having various catalysts and being much faster, uh, perhaps tens of millions of years instead of hundreds of millions, so
1: uh, that, that it, it could be a, Or it recreated. takes, who knows how long it takes, because we can't dig down that far, to be honest. Like, we can, okay, like you shared this stupid thing where scientists turn algae into crude oil in less than an hour. A, you can burn anything that's fucking made out of carbon and turn it into a fuel. It doesn't mean it's the fucking same oil that you're digging out of the Middle East
0: but yeah, so so uh the crude oil, i did like a read a couple articles on what is a crude oil and um effectively just means like a certain ranges of percentages of um various elements or uh hydrocarbons
1: basically so it like makes it burnable it's, and usable like within a certain range. yeah
0: yeah it's it's just some proportion of carbon hydrogen nitrogen oxygen and sulfur and uh and whatnot and etc and it's in the forms of uh, like paraffins, like waxes, naphthenes, or aromatics, it's asphaltics. Um, well, so like those
1: fucking super nerds at uh, whatever dickhead university uh, they're
0: th- from. Thoughtcode.com
1: is where I'm reading from right sure, now. Sure. Whatever dumb university these nerds are from, they made oil in an hour. God, it takes a million. Oh, nerds, I think that was Arizona. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying they <laughs> I, I did, did it in an hour. <laughs> they did it in an hour, so maybe, uh, you know, a boiling lava with in the most intense pressure of weight of rock above it could maybe do it as fast. You know what I mean? Like, how, who am I to fucking say that isn't how it's made? There's a lot of scientists that theorize that's how it's made. No one knows for sure. No one does know for sure. But what I do know for sure is that. Oil isn't this finite resource that's made out of dinosaur blood and rotten algae. That is not what it is because there's too much of it, and it refills too fast. So that's my claim. And now uh, I have a clip here, and this is really interesting, a little long. It's like an eight-minute like kind of like interview and speech, um, but it's pretty much interesting from start to finish. And this guy is uh, Fletcher Proudy, and he was a uh, he was a uh, he worked on the in the Kennedy administration. And he was a colonel in the military, and he was uh, one of the like chiefs of staff on Kennedy's administration. But he talks about how the term fossil fuel came to be, and and why that narrative gets pushed about oil being finite. So, Bob, if you want to play that real quick for us, that would be awesome.
4: That petroleum wasn't what we thought it was, that it wasn't a fossil fuel, that it didn't come from fossil <laughs> animals, yeah. is it just a mineral, is it a mineral like any other mineral? Is that is that how it, is that how it, uh, what would you say, uh, how did it, what's the origin it, of see, petroleum? <clears throat> When they first found petroleum, uh, because they were beginning to make motors and and needed on axles of wheels, on railroad trains, and all that sort of thing, and remember, trains started in the beginning of the 19th century, then oil went from just a lubricant to a fuel, and it made it valuable. And Rockefeller happened to be the smartest man in the business at the time, but he made a lot of most of his money, or much of it, off the transport of the petroleum as well as selling it. But one thing they realized was if you, because oil, uh, oil is, uh, putting a price on oil is like putting a price on a pail of water. You know, there's no, no initial cost It's in the ground. And, and in those days, they were, some of it, almost what you'd call surface mining the oil. They didn't go down deep. So in order to get the price up, they hit on the idea that they would have to make it appear to be scarce that they that boy, after we take the next few barrels out we're probably going to have to close as well, you know, that kind of thing. A very fortuitous event in 1892 there was a convention in Geneva of scientists to determine what organic substances are. Well, the definition of organic is a substance with hydrogen oxygen and carbon And so it's usually a living substance, a tree. You analyze a dead tree, hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen, and grass and so on, living things, animals. We are hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. So at this Geneva Convention, Rockefeller took advantage of sending some scientists over who said oil, petroleum, is hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Therefore, it must be derived from the, uh, the spoiling, the rotting of formerly living matter. And uh, playing the game properly, when the this scientific convention was over, they defined oil as the a, a residue from formerly living matter. Well, that makes it a fossil fuel. I don't know why they decided to use the word fossil, but it says formerly living matter. It's fossil. Well, of course, today, and, and another thing we should know is that there has never been a fossil, a, a, a real fossil found below 16,000 feet. And you can't argue at 16,000 as a level line because someplace the ground sinks and so on. But 16 is what the scientists say, 16,000. We mine oil or we, we drill for oil at 30,000, 33,000, 28,000 every day of the week. So right there, we rule it out that it isn't fossil fuel. It's called fossil fuel for the minds of the public to feel that it is uh, uh, an asset that is running out, being depleted. We talk about depletion allowance, which is a lot of, you know,
0: and <laughs> actually, if you. So Aaron, did you not. Go ahead. What were you going did, did you not hear the whole leaky rock thing uh the, the premise is that the the algae it like gets it keeps leaking down up into a rock and it leaks down so like the the fossil line for the the rock or doesn't matter the, uh, fossil I get you. doesn't matter yeah I, I got things.
1: you i got you right but that's there have to be some real it's, leaky it's tri- rock. trickle
0: down economics as I, I, I know
1: it. i know but when you have a, th- a well that's at twenty thousand feet and then it it had like a million gallons in it, and then it depleted, and then empty. You have to have some real leaky lock- rocks above it.
0: Like, they have to be leaking maybe and more of a... Less, less of a trickle and more of a uh, full-flow, heavy-flow economics. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then there wouldn't be anything above it because it didn't hold that much liquid. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't like that point particularly, <laughs> but the point that I do like that he made there is that that fucking advertising term is stuck in your head of, it's a fossil fuel everyone knows it's a fossil fuel what do you think of the fossils you think of fucking dinosaurs and old plants and you're like oh shit it's a fu- it's fucking dinosaur blood like it's in your head that it's dinosaur blood there's not infinity dinosaur blood because there's not any more fucking dinosaurs there's not enough plants it takes a million years to to process you know to create oil naturally so it's gonna run out any day guys and that's how they uh, make artificial scarcity. What other industry have you heard that from, by the way, that created artificial scarcity to keep something really fucking expensive when it really isn't? Uh,
0: Oil? I'm uh, I'm blanking. No.
1: (laughs) The most famous artificial scarcity fucking industry in the whole fucking world.
0: Diamonds
1: are forever. Oh, uh,
0: that, you know, okay, thanks. Um, I'm I'm sick with oil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they create artificial scarcity... So that they can drive up the price of their product. And that's what Rockefeller was trying to do. Because they just started drilling the shit. And they're like, oh, this is going to run out any day, guys. So uh, we got to fucking really jack up the price on that. And we're going to have to shut this well down over here. And then we'll start up this one. We're going to have to look, though. It's a lot of work and it's really expensive. So we got to keep that oil price up. And that's how he did it. But now go ahead and... Keep playing the video, and then we'll we'll talk about it at the end, but it's...
0: Wait, are, are you sure oil prices weren't just high because we had to fight the Russians to get to the, the um oil? In, in the, 1892? The no.
1: No, we weren't fighting the Russians. There were, there were in
0: Russians in 1892, in right? Yeah. Maybe there it's a proxy war, and you just didn't know like that we were actually fighting them. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, we didn't team up with them yet. I mean, become bitter
0: rivals, in quotes, with them yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell me more about the jungles of Antarctica. Sorry, go on. <laughs> go ahead
2: and play it, Bob. Oh, sorry.
4: No, the world's oil supply. You know that it is not going to run out for an awfully long time. It is the second most prevalent liquid on Earth. And, and we haven't begun to dig. De- well, with all that background, you see, the people in charge of the petroleum business, for perfectly reasonable business uh, things, like any other man in the business, wants to keep his price as high as he can get away with. And the way to do is just say, well, there's no more. We, we, we're the last barrel is going to cost $1,000, and then it's all done. And, and they preach that stuff. What bothers me is that, that in geology books, It's in there. The geologists say it's a fossil fuel. They've somehow they've been bought. I mean, I I went to a four-year federal staff energy seminar run by the government of the United States during the so-called energy crisis. I was the participant that represented the railroad industry. The airline industry was there. Every AA administrative assistant of senators and congressmen was there. The CIA was there, the Defense Department was there, the State Department was there. Sometimes sitting right in front of me in the row would be Henry Kissinger with his friend, um, uh, the, the head of the uh, Department of Defense. that's uh, uh, too bad, I can't put the names with them. But anyway, people like that, top men in the government, sitting there listening to the Federal Staff Energy Seminar. Well, what this was doing is for four years they were teaching a propaganda line to the leading people in this country and therefore to the leading people in the world when you include the Kissinger and Schlesinger among others and the object of it was, as Kissinger used in his own terms when it was time for him to speak to create a world price for oil. In other words, not uh, 30 cents a gallon here and 90 cents a gallon there, but let's get a world price that's their goal. And they're trying to do that for wheat and everything else. We don't realize what what the controls are, whether it's oil or some of these other things. Almost everything today is being categorized at the highest price they can possibly make it go. And so calling petroleum a fossil fuel is the basis for th- this system uh, with respect to petroleum. And... and I went, I don't know if the name Arthur Kantrowitz rings any bell. Arthur Kantrowitz is the head of the Kantrowitz labs set up by the uh, AFCO company uh, near Boston, uh, Scientific Laboratories. And um, a great man in the scientific world. And Kantrowitz and I were sitting at a table at this uh, seminar once, and the table happened to be all young college grad, Ph.D. geologist, and so just to get a conversation started, I turned to Cantowitz and I said, Arthur, what do you think about this foolishness of these speakers talking about fossil fuel, and uh, it was kind of put up, he started laughing. He said, "You know that gets me." He said, hey, "He says I don't. He said I don't have a geology degree, but he had a thousand other degrees." And he said, "I don't understand." He said, "You'd think, and these heads, these other fellows at the table, we did it on purpose. Start <laughs> listening, you know." And he asked, he said, uh, are you gentlemen? He says, you're here at the meeting. Are you gentlemen by any chance a geologist? And one fellow, yes, I am. And the other, yes. Yeah. He said, well, why don't you tell me? He said, what, why is, why is, oh, you know, he went on like that. We brought the house down. Because nobody could argue with a cantor us. He like, he like Einstein. People aren't going to, and he told him right there. He said, just drop it. But it's, it's in all the books and in all the papers. But it started from that strange meeting in 1892, a scientific convention. Engin- I have a big, thick scientific encyclopedia put out by the Devon Eastern Company. That's about oh, 15 years old now, but it has the whole story of the conference. It doesn't have the Rockefeller part, but it has the whole story of how they straightened out organic chemicals and how it was all figured. And they've got petroleum right in there. No Amazing! No Amazing. So these aren't accidental things. You see, there's a dollar sign behind almost everything.
0: By by the way, the the, the (laughs) algae experiment was the uh, uh, Department of Energy Pacific Northwest National Lab.
1: Yeah, whatever. They can do it in an hour is my point. Yes, yes, just following up on that. Like, we can do it in an hour, but it takes it takes God a million years to make a quart of oil out of a billion pounds of dinosaur shit. It's Like, okay. (laughs) Okay, Mr. Scientist.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense the way that it was taught to us like in, in school where it's like all all this organic material from three hundred million years ago in in these. If that was the case game. there would
1: never be an oil well that
2: filled up. At least
1: not not fully filled back up. It would maybe fill like a tenth of the way or something from like excess that was above it. Maybe.
0: Yeah. What if if all the oil reserves are connected and it's just like leveling back out and uh, there's still effectively. Oh, so another Uh, one emptied somewhere so we hadn't
1: uh, dug into yet. Okay. Yeah, totally. I I get what you're saying, Josh, but that's not what's (laughs) happening. Haven't haven't you
0: taken like a a thermodynamics class where you have like the levels of water and pressure and like shit? Well, you guys
1: have a high level respect for engineers. I mean, we fill a fucking big plane up with eighty thousand gallons just take one six hour flight. So we got a lot of dinosaur blood on the ground if that shit's finite. Just just so you know. There was a lot.
0: What what I'm what I'm wondering is uh if dinosaur blood is what uh runs my car, um then were dinosaurs like robots or like are are dinosaurs actually transformers? <laughs> In a yeah. sense. Was that was that one a transformer right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> The one, what was the cartoon
0: with the dinosaur robots? Uh, Beast Zoom Wars, button. was that it? Yeah, that was Beast Transformers Wars. Beast
2: Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I had
0: the Beast Wars video game as a kid, it was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, just so everybody knows, oil is not it. It's not what they told you. It literally doesn't make any sense. It's not that. But, if, but if,
0: in this experiment, was, they made a crude oil-like uh, biofuel that definitely is isn't oil. <laughs> they they proved it. They proved it. They proved you wrong, Aaron.
1: Yep, they got me. By the exact
0: same methods, you'd experience uh, the 30,000 meters, feet, miles, whatever whatever the fuck it was, underground.
1: But it's a bunch of scam artists. It's like, literally, it started off to pretend that it's scarce so that they can regulate the oil. Then Kissinger, that, you know, he's from a certain tribe of people that wanted to create a global dollar, uh, or global price on oil. Um... And which, they, uh, of course they want Wait, to I'm sorry. They, Can
2: I interrupt you? Which which tribe are you referring to? Uh, some Middle Eastern guys. are you
1: know, don't worry about them.
2: Killed Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, I, I, w- I was worried for a second that it might be anti-Semitic for you know just a fraction of a second there. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's the thing. They want to create a global a global price for oil because that makes them have infinite money. It's a scam that gets governments and people that own oil to have an infinite source of revenue because they can charge the public, not what it's not what the supply is. They have to pretend the supply is low and well, well, demand is infinite.
0: Maybe it's just drilling for oil is actually a very expensive and difficult process and supply is low because it's hard to get it up here and to uh, refine it into the... Uh, lovely gasoline. You ever see there will be blood? We use in
1: our daily lives. Uh, you ever see I, there oh, will yeah. be blood? <laughs> oh, Daniel <laughs> yeah. Day oh, Lewis yeah. and one fucking deaf kid were able to fucking drill enough of it. i sure it's not that hard. <laughs> Alright? And uh, that was in like, like uh, cowboy days. Dead. Yeah, no, that was in cowboy days. Cowboy days, Daniel Day Lewis and a deaf guy could dr- drill like a million gallons of the shit. So I don't think it's that hard. If we're being totally honest here. Um, it, it's just, it's not finite. That—that That is a scam. It's such a, an obvious scam, too.
0: Well, it, do- it doesn't matter whether or not it's finite, because it before, long before we even run out of oil, we'll run out of environment, and Florida will be underwater. That's and,
1: the next uh, global scam. Global warming's
0: See, going to happen. This is what happens. Oh, sorry, Lies is keep compounding. Com- it has already happened, excuse yeah. me.
1: Lies keep compounding on each other. So now you have this big lie that oil is... Uh, finite, so now we have to figure out a way to get off of it. But why would anybody get off of it? Because there's we're pumping out, dude. The amount of oil that we pump out a day, if it was dinosaur blood and algae, then we would have ran out of that shit in 1937. Like it should have been gone, ye- like yesterday. Like every day, we pump out more oil than you could ever imagine. Um, so it's obviously not fucking finite. but uh. Oh, goddamn! I lost my point. I don't remember
0: what I was saying. I, I'll comment with, uh, follow up with my stats. Um, oil is uh, uh, responsible for 33% of the world's energy and also um, accounts for one half of uh, the total emissions. Um, or that's just U.S. oil consumption. Okay. Oh,
1: thank you. Now I remember my fucking point because of your stupid global warming <laughs> so then they take that lie, and another group of liars get in, like a severe politician that's like, huh, how do we create a bunch of extra revenue? Oh, let's say that burning oil is destroying the planet and see if we can't get a carbon tax now on top of that to tax people extra for using something that they absolutely have to use because the entire world runs on it. So now we have a way to actually suck a little bit more of your earnings off the fucking top. And that's why that's why they go with the global warming scam. It has nothing to do with a finite resource, it has nothing to do with global warming. There's no sea level change, there's no fucking man, no proof of man-made global warming. It's a giant scam by people trying to scam money out of you. And the way that they run all these scams is to appeal to your sense of like your empathy, basically. They just go like, well, what? You don't want the planet to be destroyed, do you? And you're like, well, no, of course not. So I guess I must have to get rid of all the oil. You're right. And, and the guys telling you are the ones making all the fucking money off of it. It's it's that simple.
0: Aaron, when, when's the first time you heard of global warming?
1: Dude, they used to talk about the... They started that shit before I was born. Honestly. Like they started that because they talked about ozone layer getting destroyed. They 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 were all about they changed it to global warming. They would say no, they would always say that the the ozone layer being destroyed is causing global warming, and they talk about greenhouse gas and, gases and how the planet's now heating up because of this hole in the ozone layer that's protecting us. Um, and then it, they changed it from global warming when I was like in college to climate change. It's been climate change for like 10 years.
0: It, it sounds like the issue is the, the lack of singularity of narrative with the whole climate change, environment, global warming thing. Because, because they're all with, with, liars.
1: That's why there's not a singularity. Yeah. If there was based on any kind of fucking objective, observable truth, it would be the same story.
0: But I mean but I mean With, with uh, oil, we learn hundreds of millions of years ago, dinosaur blood analogy, and the story sticks. And it's been like that for uh, all of our schooling experiences uh where so if they had something like that for global warming it'd be so much easier to just have that set narrative have everyone not believe it and not question it and then uh make aaron look like a complete psycho when he's talking about uh abiotic oil
1: totally honestly that's uh, that's not that far out from the truth so like if you're a geologist major i'm gonna go be a geologist yeah you go to college you're like i'm gonna be a geologist and they're like okay here's your essay about oil what is oil mr geologist and he goes it is a it's a bunch of organic material that's millions of years, and he has to write that. If he was like, actually, now that I've really thought about it, I, I have a, my own theory on oil. I don't think I think it's an abiotic, uh, you know, relationship we have with oil, where it's actually reproducing itself. They'd just be like, failed. You're out of here. Hey, go- oh, guy that wrote it's dinosaur blood. He's like, yeah, you passed. <laughs> you get to be a geologist now. That's how college
0: works. I'm imagining a crayon picture of a, a bleeding, dying dinosaur, too, on this uh, college essay.
1: <laughs> so it ends up being to get your master's. To get your master's, what you have to do is you have to regurgitate the information most proper, like the best you can. Then, when you get your doctorates, and then the people that are successful there are the people that make their university the most money. So, usually, like the snakiest, weaseliest, best at self promotion. Like, Cornball fucking doctors that end up getting a name for themselves through any means necessary are the ones that make their university a bunch of money and they're the ones who become famous scientists and doctors. Oh, yeah. And that's how academia works. So the people that are, the guy that's like, no, I, I really don't think it could be dinosaur blood. I really think we need to get to the bottom of this. They're like, eh, gone. You're done. That guy doesn't get through his masters.
0: It's, yeah, but perhaps, perhaps something that's, uh, tens of thousands of feet below the ground uh, that we, we presume was created in a uh, millions-year-long process. Uh, maybe that's something that we don't Necessary that we can't necessarily make a lot of assumptions about because we don't have a lot of direct uh, you know research and evidence of everything related to it and uh, we should still be open to possible things like like uh, space shit uh, we come up with new random space shit discoveries and how the universe was created every single month why don't we have more theories about how oil was created every single month when that's you know another hundreds of millions of years old fucking Bob what the goddamn well that's another thing that's like hundreds of millions of years old and uh, out of our reach and whatever um why don't we have new theories yeah every month for how oil you know, was created you know why you we the don't big bang
2: know? of oil because we don't 100 percent know do you know why we don't know wait hold on about oil oh. hold on hey aaron one second that was my response to I don't believe a second of what Josh was just saying there. Even though it, like it was like mostly backed <laughs> by science, it was the most scientific, re- like reasonable thing that was proposed during this whole oil kerfuffle that was brought up on the show. I still don't believe it. I still do not believe it. <laughs> like, what
1: don't you believe specifically?
2: Everything. Like literally everything about it. That that this going on with Josh's proposal of why we have oh oil and like what what it is today and like oh jesus Wait, christ
0: my, pr- my proposal is that we should have new theories of like new uh, theories of what it is
1: well whatever you know do you know why we don't have new theories of what it is and why everyone just goes along with it because yeah uh, like we talked about matter. Si- what is science no, something that's real science not the science we make fun of all the time
2: Something that is pure fact, something that is but... uh, infallible, it is 100% correct, uh, it it literally enlightens every second of your uh, of every cell in your body once you learn it as a true fact of nature. I'm sorry, what you're saying? Well, observable... Con- control <laughs> vari-
0: observable, control variables, uh, re- reproducible... Uh, it, that it, yeah, stuff. it's
1: something that's observable and
0: The scientific repeatable. method.
1: Yeah. Do you know how far we've dug into the Earth? What a record farthest we've dug down into is in any point on the whole planet?
0: Well, if you believe Jules, Jules Verne's uh, journey, to the, journey yeah. to the center of the Earth. Then,
1: Come on, make a real guess. Make a real guess. How far down? <laughs> well,
0: how thick is the flat Earth? <laughs> yeah, how thick's the... Oh, Dude, God. we don't know how
2: thick that shit is. We don't make uh, wild assumptions. Is it
0: assumptions. a constant thickness?
2: What what was what's, oh, what, what's the record? What's the record? I don't know.
1: Just under eight miles,
2: forty thousand feet.
1: What were
0: we saying? We find oil like thirty thousand feet down. Was that what was said?
2: No, okay. we we drill for oil that far. Yeah, we don't dig down that far for. Imagine, like, a 38,000-foot pipe that we're sending down and and torquing all the way down. Imagine, like, the the amount of twist that that we have on on those. As as an engineer, Josh, I I know that you are. That 38,000 feet worth of steel, even if it was long, like, one long connecting tube uh, that you were spinning to to get to oil, right? And, And to puncture new ground, essentially. Uh That's how much, yeah, no, how it's much crazy twist, that they got that far. Yeah, how much twist do you think that we, that that we had in like that singular pipe, you know what I mean? No,
1: totally. I am not saying that it's like No, it, it's an amazing feat of engineering to be able to drill down 40,000 feet I'm not like shitting on them for that. What I'm saying is what is our our uh the most you can say is observable Is 40,000 feet under the earth. You can make guesses at shit by like studying magma and, you know what I mean? Like, there's guesses you can make from things. You can come up with a hypothesis, like the fact that we have a molten core. That you can theorize about that and you might even be right, but you don't know. Just stop pretending to know. Like, we don't know that we have a molten core.
2: You know what I mean? Uh, we, we do, yeah. Um, Mostly through, yeah, the, mag- uh, the... There is no other reason why we would have a magnetic core to it.
1: Yeah, to there's our nothing else that could cause magnetism. No, you're right. It, yeah, it,
2: there was one specific thing that causes magnetism, and we have rationalized it to that point, yes. With the fact yeah, that we have if volcanoes ball, that yeah. spit fucking lava, like molten fucking earth... And the I mean, fact I that get, it, if there is a That's bunch of iron it's inside, it's a solid of it. hypothesis.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's a solid hypothesis. Super it's solid. Not a fact. It's a theory. I'm not right. saying it's All an right. unfounded theory. It's solid, but just so you know the difference, it's not observable. It is observable. Uh, on
0: a, on a scale, there's other things that are observable that. about it
1: that you can then make a theory. About, but the the core itself Wait, is not observable.
0: Bob, do you know do you know how they, they prove it out? I assume they have like a smaller scale sort of thing and like uh, have a some oh, uh, molten metal I and you guys so much. can kind of extrapolate, do some calculations, and uh, based on just size and scale. Do we have a single sample exact exact from response?
1: the from the core of the Earth? No, obviously not. Are there reasons to believe that it's a molten core? Yes. Are you ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure? Maybe it's not yes, a fucking yes. No, it fact. is yes. It's, it's not a maybe. Theory. It's a yes.
2: No, it's a yes. So, so what, what I'm hearing a, is that
0: we need we need a new age a, of exploration. We we did the North Pole, we did America, we did the Moon. Now we need the center of the Earth.
2: And well, well, first the the, 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 the South Pole, right? Dude, oh, excuse me. Yes, that. the South the South Pole. Yeah. Uh, the
0: South yeah. Pole.
1: Let's get a and picture and of the, the South Pole the before we go. Oh, it's the only explanation for magnets. All right. I mean, we can't take a picture <laughs> of the South Pole, but the only explanation for magnets is, uh, is a molten core on a marble that goes a million, right. mi- million bajillion miles an hour.
2: Someone is salty about magnetism. Aaron just doesn't understand what magnets are. I mean, how the hey, fuck do they I'm Until dude. five
1: seconds ago, you believed in dinosaur blood fueling your fucking Honda Civic. So yeah, shut dude. your yeah, fucking totally. mouth about what I think, because I definitely let you think about things. I, I would, a I would totally level.
2: murder a million, 6 million more raptors And throw them in the <laughs> oven To get my dinosaur fuel blood Yeah I know right, my yeah. Four-cylinder high-performance You're thinking engine. you're driving around Like
1: fucking Fred Flintstone <laughs> over here In your fucking dinosaur car I,
2: <laughs> Like I said I'm totally down for genocide Of reptiles to get my Fucking you fuel for my 30 car You spent years
1: though thinking that your car was fueled By dinosaur blood just so you know, yeah. until okay. a yeah. retard like me pointed out the difference between a theory and a fact. So just fucking tone right. it down a
2: bit. All right. All right. Okay. Can we wrap it up? Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, right, what do you think then? Fossil What do you think? Is it that stupid fiasco? to think that
1: oil is not a fossil fuel? What do you think is that? Do you think there's a pretty fucking good argument that it's not?
2: I think it's worth Um, considering and running some tests. Yeah, I I think the term "fossil" has it's like very leading. I think think it's leading. Yes, yes, I I think you're you're true in that regard of what's going on here. is oil radioactive like dinosaur uh, fossil bones yeah <laughs> no no I mean, I mean it
1: loses that after a million years of uh turning mean, into oil it's not okay, radioactive
2: anymore. josh so a little physics lesson <laughs> everything is technically radioactive but like the the well, levels yeah, of radioactive. So. we're yeah, saying no, to not, the point where yeah, the yeah, public no. can't look at it no the public no, can't look no, at no, the no, real no. dinosaur bones they're radioactive yeah. yeah that's not the case whatsoever yeah yeah okay so. thanks bob
1: well, good. I hope you all fucking learned something about oil and why it's not stupid to be like, it's not dinosaur blood. That's
2: all. That doesn't what? have a point. You're the one that got me to call it dinosaur blood, though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> ironically, ironically yeah, I know, I know, back I know your I know. head
1: somewhere you thought it was dinosaur blood, but you didn't. Even yeah, realize. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, Never yeah. thought about it. All right. That's the whole point. All right. So yeah, I, I, I will say listening. I feel
0: smarter after today. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for What's listening to, you? to my rant about oil. It
1: really pisses me off. And I'll thank you for listening. Pisses
2: me off. And thank you for listening to my rant about 9/11 and Iran and all this other dumb bullshit that that has been going on. We've been lied to by our government this whole fucking time. Josh, what would you like to wrap up on?
0: Uh, thank you for listening. To me. contribute nothing of value and remember we do a voicemail line 833-492-4442. That is 833-492-4442. Uh, complain about um, I don't
2: know how nine eleven was really real thing. need to
1: learn how to say that at the beginning of the show.
2: <laughs> we we're really bad at that. Instead of the end, yeah, not many people listen till the very, very, the very, very end. end. Yeah,
1: through the rambling.
2: Although um, I, I would still like to to mark my proposal for best cartoon female is Misato from EVA. No, it's Lana Kane.
0: Josh, uh, what about what about Jenny from po- Officer Jenny from Pokemon? Because she investigates uh, alien mysteries in uh, I think it's X Y. <laughs> mad suspect, really cool.
2: mad suspect. Throw him in the the child porn arena. Yeah, God, yeah. It. He's, he's Officer way, Jenny. This... She's like the one adult, the one of two adult women in the show. I don't know. I'm an adult myself, and I don't watch Pokemon, so I couldn't know this. I couldn't possibly <laughs> know this.
0: <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 26?
2: 20 uh, something of Okay, hear me out.
0: Have a good night.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a good night, guys.